campers. While we're gathering around the campfire, we just want to let you know we are not what you would call experts. What we do have is a love for researching and discussing the lore of cryptids, creatures, and an occasional spooky woman that can eat our soul. So if you are in need of immediate help with the chupacabra in your yard, please consult someone else. Also, this podcast isn't for kids. These campfire stories can contain graphic and explicit content that may not be suitable for young campers. So listener discretion is advised. And welcome back to Alluring, our folklore podcast, where we tell you the history and some stories and some legends and some lore from all over the world. And we are going to get right into it. Uh, Ryan and I have been playing sick tag, so now Ryan (laughs) is a little over his cold. So that probably won't be his alluring thing, but do you want to tell me what? Uh, yeah, my alluring thing is I've been incredibly sick these <laughs> last uh, No. Um, my alluring thing is um, I've started my holiday shopping already. I actually got a head start this year. Um, if you're listening to this episode when it comes out, it doesn't seem like I started early, but we recorded this one a little early because, you know, we're trying to get ahead of the holidays. Um, so it's very unusual for me to have already done that. Um, but I'm basically <laughs> done, which is nice. Um, usually I'm like, oh, I gotta wait for that, like, day before Christmas paycheck, you know? But <laughs> here we are. I've learned, the best trick I've learned is to kind of, if you find something for a person throughout the year, Mm-hmm. Is that is that's when you get it because I did yeah. that with like my mom and my sister in law and one of my brothers, so Edgar and I went out. It's like oh, we only need to get like three people stuff, yeah. <laughs> and we're done. I, I discovered this store, which I'm sure everybody but me knew about it. Um, it was called Burlington Coat Factory. Oh, oh um, my. Oh my god. I always assumed it was like a really like bougie, like fancy clothing store because that's what the commercials make it seem like. No. It's not. No. They've got all sorts of stuff. (laughs) (laughs) I bought everybody's gift at Burlington this year. Burlington. Um when when we were when I was little Kimmy um, and we were we were very, very, very poor. (laughs) My mom and dad would take us there. Because that was the place we could get winter coats. Yeah. And they didn't cost an arm and a leg. We were going to outgrow yeah. them anyway. It's just they don't have why Burlington Coat Factory is such good prices is because they don't have it in a bunch of different sizes, you know. Oh, but, no. See, that's why I liked it is they had <laughs> their, their clothes went up to like 6X. Oh, yeah. At the one by me. And, like, I mean, I don't wear a 6X, but I was, like, I've never seen a store with, like, extra, extra small all the way to 6X. Oh, yeah. They're, like, they're, I, I love 
Burlington Coat Factory. We yeah. they don't sponsor shout us. Out. Yeah, shout out. But so, that's literally all the only place I'm ever gonna shop again, besides alluringshop.com. <laughs> but yeah, it's a great it, if if you're if you're having a hard time or you just want a good fit for a good price. Yeah. That's one that's one of my go-tos in my little shopping circle. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't think this stuff is like very high quality, but it was like eight dollars for a t-shirt. Oh, like, yeah. Is it gonna last more than two months? Probably not. It's already kind of coming apart <laughs> at the seams, but it was eight dollars. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a great like little quick fix, you know, yeah. when you're like, I just want something for my sale for a little treat, you know. Yeah. They also have great toys there. I always get surprised yeah. it's like oh my monster high. My, my nephews, my nephew's getting a lot this year. <laughs> <laughs> my sister said, let's maybe not do toys this year because he has so many toys yeah. and I I didn't listen. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm the only one in my family that listened to that with my sister-in-law and brother's request. They're like, please, no more toys. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. I said, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, Bet. He needs more toys. Yeah. Yeah. I've, mm. I've learned I've become the purchaser of outfits. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I just hate buying baby clothes because it's like it's gonna last him like two weeks and then he's gonna grow out of it. Because and at this point, maybe not so much. He's like finally reaching like the where they slow down a little bit age. But like first two years, it was like literally every month. Yeah, it, they they rotate quite a bit when they're younger. Oh, that's pretty yeah. shitty though. Well, I'm so glad you discovered the luxury of Barry Lington Co. Factory. Yeah. <laughs> It really was a game changer. Yeah. But uh, anyway, what did, what did you find alluring this week? Um, what did I put for my notes? I I have two things because it's been mm-hmm. a, it's been a good week. Uh, my mom is a saint, and she came to our house, and I was like, the office is a mess. It, it <laughs> is it is so awful, and I can't think. I can't focus. I've been very overwhelmed with every aspect in my life lately. <laughs> She came and she helped me and Iker clean out the whole office and like clean different parts and reorganize our house and hang curtains and all this stuff. Yeah, and that's so nice. She put us to work for two days straight and my feet hurt like when you walk through Disney hurt. Like <laughs> me and him were so sore. We were like laying in bed and I was like, this is how it ends. And then we're just yeah, please. we're laying there dying and my mom's in the kitchen like running around because she's like an energizer bunny. Yeah. <laughs> And, like, the whole time we're, like, so thankful. But I was, like, man, I just want to sleep for, like, three days. <laughs> so much work. But I have a clean space, which was great because it motivated me to finish That's the good. 12 Days of Krampus gift that you will be receiving yes. this next week. <laughs> I'm so excited. I am so excited, Ryan. I may have put a little too much work into it for it being such a timely thing but you know what mm-hmm. i'm okay i don't regret any of it <laughs> and it's gonna Is be it just 12 days of tim allen's uh i can't tell you that right yeah. you have to um, you have to wait to see not to harp on that for the second year in a row but i've begun getting tiktok ads for <laughs> the new santa clauses um tv show and i'm not happy about it i report it for, uh, for obscenity every time I see it. 
Disney's like, who the hell? Why do our TikTok ads keep being reported for like indecent behavior? And it's me. Mommy. It is the season for Tim Allen quickly approaching us. <laughs> my, my new coworkers are like slightly older. Okay. Not old, but older. And um, they were talking about how they just love the Santa Claus <laughs> last week. And I was just sitting there like, no. <laughs> you don't understand. But then I went on my rant and they kind of agreed with me that it didn't make a lot of sense. So if you weren't here last Christmas, for our new listeners, I fucking hate Tim Allen's The Santa Claus. Um, go watch our Santa Claus episode from last year if you want to hear why. They're terrible. He he goes from November to I think it was February with those. So you can <laughs> just hate in my heart. I love the season. Hate the Santa Claus. Yeah, it's Tim Allen, is- this is a call out. Come fight me. <laughs> Kick his ass. If if Twitter wasn't such a heap and trash right now, I would mm-hmm. I'd let you do some direct call outs on there. I'm gonna call him out on what's the Instagram one that everyone threads? used for like two days and then stopped. Yeah, I'm gonna use Threads. <laughs> I'm gonna call him out on Threads. <laughs> You're like I'm just coming through. What the hell's a thread? <laughs> <laughs> what's this indie podcast with like under yeah. a thousand <laughs> listeners doing? <laughs> Trying to hit me up. Trying to fight. That's what I'm trying to do. Me, you, one on one. I'll draw a picture of you as an elf squaring up. <laughs> you can send that to me. Oh, up. oh man. Uh, speaking of holly jolly creatures that square up, are you ready for this week's episode topic? Oh, absolutely. In just a second, when I have the right soundboard on. Yeah, let's do it. They came from the mountains, as many of you know, in a long single file to the farmsteads below. Creeping up all stealth, they unlocked the door. The kitchen and the pantry they came looking for. Who the heck are we talking about? So this week, um, so Iceland is known to be a winter wonderland during the snowy months. With blankets of snow covering the mountains to make a picture-perfect holiday card, it seems like everyone is getting in a festive mood. That being said, there are so there are also many local creatures that make their way down the mountains to celebrate with the townsfolk during the holiday season. And you know what? Some of them just aren't as holly jolly as we would expect. Uh-huh. A group of them consists of troublemaking trolls known to cause a bit of chaos before the holiday season. So this week, we are going to be talking about the mischievous Yule Lads, a group of Christmas trolls known to lurk amongst small towns in Iceland the 13 days leading up to Christmas. So for all our beautiful audio listeners, if you want to see this week's illustration, you can head over to our website, alluring.com, and check out our blog. Or you can head over to our YouTube, and you can watch the live stream, and it is right here. And for everyone watching, this is my Yule Lad bottle. I tried to make it like, there's this um, craft you can do where you get a mason jar, and you put felt on the top of it like a hat, and you sew like a bead and beard. That's cute. So that's what I kind of did. see it. And like everything around it represents all the different... Yule lads. 
Oh, nice. Oh, yeah, I see the spoon and the sun. Okay. So, because I wasn't going to draw all 12 little men. <laughs> so many bottles. <laughs> so many bottles. And your girl does not have time for that. Um, so oral tales of these lads have been told around since the early 17th century, and they're still a major part of local holiday celebrations to this very day. So we got another little holly jolly festive episode for y'all this week, because we love, we love the winter season here at Alluring. Um, so let's start by the origins. So what are the origins of the Yulettes? Well, the first mention of them can be found in the 17th century poem of Grilla. Prior to this poem, these mountain-dwelling monsters had muddy folklore, which never went into detail about who they were, how many there were, or what these creatures did. But after the poem by Janus Jor Kotnum, the Yule lads became known as mischievous children of the naughty kid-eater ogress Grilla. So, I think my favorite part... Of doing um, any like Nordic folklore is just not a single name today. All from both of us <laughs> is going to be pronounced correctly today. I just want to give a advanced. There's way too many vowels. No, it's <laughs> there's so many vowels. It's like the tongue's ty- trying to tango, and it has never learned the difference mm-hmm. between one and two. So <laughs> we are going to try our best, but again, we are. Here for a fun time, not an accurate time, folks. So (laughs) if you're using us to credit professional sources, you should not be using us for any of that. (laughs) Oh, sorry. I took a sip and it's still my turn. So in this poem, it tells how the 13 nights leading up to Christmas, Icelandic homes were visited by the 13 Yule Lads. Um, So this is the first word, and it's how to pronounce it. Oh my gosh. Anyway, here we go. So the Yolans would go down from their homes in the mountain one day at a time, starting on December 12th for the next 13 nights leading up till Christmas. Each night, one of them would leave candy or treats in the windowsill shoes of all the good boys and girls. So, instead of them having a father Christmas that came and gave gifts once during the harsh winter season, they'd have 13 days of gifts from the Yule Lads. Now, as great as this seemed, there was a catch, and that is that the Yule Lads weren't originally as holly jolly as the ones we know today. So, (laughs) the Yule Lads were originally described as well gremlins. They loved to cause havoc, (laughs) eat everyone's food, and just be an absolute nuisance to the population of Iceland. Like, your one uncle. No. <laughs> but, <laughs> but these monster dwellers would also go out of their way to punish naughty children. And instead of just replacing the candy in the shoes with some coal, they would kidnap or harm these naughty children. <laughs> oh my. So, woo, these Yulads would snatch them up and take them back to their home to their mother, Grilla, who would make a delicious, naughty kid soup and slurp them up one by one. So, the I love I, naughty kid soup. <laughs> it's, it's a delicacy in the uh-huh. area. So, this idea of the creepy Yule lads coming down and kidnap and harm children was absolutely terrifying to locals and made the festive holiday season more of a horror show. 
naturally. As a result, this unsettling version of the Yule Lads actually became banned in 1746 by local parents and government. So, out was the monster, monstrous idea of the Yule Lads coming down to torment and kidnap children in hopes to bring some joy back to the very dark, cold holiday season. <laughs> now, much like Donald Trump was to Twitter, just because they were banned doesn't mean they were disappearing anytime soon. I knew you would like that one. <laughs> so the Yulets started to be described to have a more human appearance instead of a monstrous one. Another major change was the role of the Yulets during the holiday season. Instead of being malicious monsters that kidnapped and harmed children, they became harmless tricksters that liked to play pranks on those who misbehaved or were even lazy during the holiday season. <laughs> they went from kidnapping bad children to just placing rotten potatoes in their shoes instead of candy. Uh, they were less well, scary. Nicer. Well, have you smelled a rotten potato? <laughs> Can't say I can think of the smell. That Pretty is... Bad. It is one of the most foul things. I think it's, out of oh. all the things I've smelled, that's, like, top five to me. Oh. It is putrid. Like, so hmm. I would not want that. Okay. <laughs> I, I feel like it's an upgrade, but it's still kind of awful. Um, so the Yule ads were less scary, and they even celebrated amongst locals, so much so that merchants would throw parties where the Yule ads would simply be old men dressed in traditional grab who would pass out candy. Hmm. So to this day, the Yule ads are still a major part of Nordic folklore, and many throughout Iceland continue to celebrate them coming down from the mountains to cause mischief or leave goodies for those who were good during the holiday season. All right, so now we know the origins. I want to shift to their names. <laughs> Though they are commonly referred to as the Yule Lads or the Yule Tide Lads because they're always in a group, each one of them have their own names they go by. Uh, so without further ado, here's a handy-dandy list of all 13 of them. Um, we'll go into details later, so this is kind of quick introduction. But Mariah and I will probably not be able to pronounce a single would one you, of these. Would you like me to attempt to pronounce and then you can say what it means? Ooh, yeah, I like um, <laughs> it. It's going to be wrong either way. <laughs> but, um, yeah. All right, so we have Stick Jouster. Which is the sheep colt clod. Gilga Gower. The, the goalie Glock. Stufer. Stubby. Why is there THV? What is <laughs> the verskleeker? Spoon liquor. Potaskelfil. Pot scraper. Askalarkir. Bowl liquor. Hordeskeeler. <laughs> Both of those are really great ones. A door slammer. Skier gamer. Skyer gobbler. Sausage snatcher. Window peeper. Gatahoofer. Doorway sniffer. Ketra cookur. Meat hooker. And of course, everyone's favorite, Kertakasnikiki. <laughs> Candlestick. <laughs> well, that went as great as I hoped it would. <laughs> 
Um, so now that we know a bit of its origins, um, I'm going to hand it over to Ryan to tell us the famous Yule Lad poem. <laughs> Have fun. <laughs> Let me tell you the story of the lads a few charms who once upon a time used to visit our farms. Thirteen altogether, these gents in their prime didn't want to irk people all at one time. They came from the mountains, as many of you know, in a long single file to the farmsteads below. Creeping up all stealth, they unlocked the door, the kitchen and the pantry they came looking for. Girlga was, was their mother. She gave them ogre milk, and their father, Lepeludi, and the loathsome ilk. They hid where they could with cunning look or sneer, ready with their pranks when people weren't near. They... They were called the Yuletide Lads, and Yuletide they were due, and always come one by one and never two by two. And even when they were seen, they weren't loath to roam and play their tricks, disturbing the peace of the home. The first of them was Sheetcoat Claude. He was a stiff as he came stiff as wood to the prey upon the farmers, sheep as far as he could. Hmm. He wished to suck the ewes. <laughs> But it was no accident. He couldn't. He had stiff knees. Not too convenient. The second was really Can I stop? Yes. Do you get the picture of what is happening right there? Yeah, he's he's we, drinking the milk right out of the... Uh, we have a little short gnome, like child size. Bend his knees. That has wood legs for knees. So he's like straddle. Like he's like... <laughs> legs sucking from the goat the sheep <laughs> delicious just really let that image sit yeah, just picture that one the second was gully gray his head and mane he snuck in the cow barn from his craggy ravine hiding in the stalls he would steal the milk while the milkmaid gave the cow herd a meaningful smile oh so wait so was the first one sucking like the blood no it's the wait Gully Gok is drinking the milk. Wait. Oh, no. Oh. Oh. Maybe they're both milk. I thought they were both milk. I think they're both milk. (laughs) I think. Gully Gok steals the foam and Sheep Cot steals just the straight, like, milk from, like. Gully Gok at least lets the farmer do the work. Um, sheep coat goes to the source. Okay, okay. One straight from the tap, (laughs) and the other has it delivered. (laughs) Stubby was the third called, a stunted little man who watched for every chance to whisk off a pan, and scurrying away with it, he scraped off the bits that stuck to the bottom and brims. His favorites. (laughs) Fourth was the spoon licker. Like spindle, he was thin. He felt himself in clover when he cooked when the cook wasn't in, then stepping up, he grappled the stirring spoon with glee, holding it with the bottom hands, for it was slippery. <laughs> See, that's what I get. Like, when you, like, make brownies or something, the spoon afterwards. Mm. Oh, yeah. That's that's yeah, how just... I knew. That's how I knew I was one of the favorite grandchildren. Because mm-hmm. my grandma was always like, do you, do, you want, do you want it? When the other ones are in the living room, yeah. I'm like, oh, hell yeah. You get oh. the spoon, the others get the whisk, and they have to, like, try and, like... Go around it? No, 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 yeah. you need the you spoon. You just get a whole-ass spoon, yeah. And if you're really lucky, 
you'll get the spatula, you know? You know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about? The spatula mm-hmm. was where it was like. Especially the little rubber ones. You can get oh, everything yeah. Out of that. <laughs> so pot scraper was the fifth one. Was a funny short of chap. When kids were giving scrapings, he'd come to the door and tap. And they would rush to see if there really was a guest. Then he hurried to the pot and had a scrapping fest. So he'd eat the leftovers in the pot. <laughs> Bowl liquor was the sixth one. Was shockingly ill-bred. From underneath the bedstead, he stuck his ugly little head. When the bowls were left to be licked by dog or cat, he snatched them for himself. He sure was good at that. The seventh was Door Slammer, a sorry vulgar chap. When people in their twilight would take a little nap, he was happy as a lark. With the havoc, he could wreak slamming doors and hearing the hinges on them squeak. He just fucking... Skier Gobbler, the eighth, was an awful stupid bloke. He lambasted the scared tub till the lid on it broke. Then he stood there gobbling. His greed was well known. Until about to burst, he would bleat, howl, and groan. The ninth was Sausage Swiper. That's what they called me in high school. A shifty (laughs) clipper. He climbed up to the rafters and raided food from there. Sitting on the crossbeam in soot and in smoke, he fed himself on sausage fit for gentlefolk. The tenth... Is this next one also what they called you in high school? (laughs) (laughs) That is what they called you in high school. (laughs) A weird little twit who stepped up to the window and stole a peek through it. And whatever was inside to which his eye was drawn, he most likely attempted to take later on. The eleventh was the door sniffer, adultish lad and gross. He never got cold, yet he had a huge sensitive nose. He caught the scent of lace bread while leagues away still and ran towards it weightless as wind over the dale and hill. I picture like old school cartoon where they smell something and they're like. Yeah, and, and they're, they're like floating. floating to it. Yeah. <laughs> I saw that same thing, so I'm glad it wasn't just me. <laughs> Meat Hook, the 12th one, his talent would display as soon as he arrived on St. Thorlac's Day. He snagged himself a morsel of meat of any sort, although his hooks at times was a little bit short. The 13th was the candle beggar. T'was be- cold, I believe, if he was not the last of the lot on Christmas Eve. He trailed after the little ones who, like happy spirits, ran about the farm with their fine tallow lights. A curse is that itself, so a wise man writes, the lads were all restraint and just started at the lights. Oh, stared at the lights. <laughs> so then gross. one by one, they trotted off into the frost and snow, on Twelfth Nights, the last of the lads used to go. Their footprints in the highlands are effaced now for long. The memories have all turned to image and song. Ooh. They sound like chill guys. <laughs> really? <laughs> a really good party. Oh, man. They sound hella inconvenient to me. <laughs> like, definitely inconvenient, but like... They could be chill. You'd go party with them? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. I think what happens is they they probably party a little too hard, and then like then they talk themselves into it, you know? They're like, <laughs> oh, man, I could really go for some sausage right now. And he's like, all right, man, well, you know where the butcher's at. And then he goes down there, he's like, I forgot my wallet. And then he goes in and just takes me. <laughs> I don't know who you're hanging out with, Ryan. Yeah. But- and he who has not wanted to lick the spoon of a, um, a person making brownies may cast the first stone. The only one that's a little, little sus is uh, 
is the first guy that she killed. Plot. I don't. I think maybe that might be one of the like younger siblings who they're like, "Hey guys, I have to I have to bring my brother. Um, we want to hang out." He who doesn't wish to drink milk from a goat straight off the tap shall be the one to cast the first stone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man, there was a I didn't put it in our slideshow because I thought we got flagged, but I saw the most awful picture of the goat yeah, sucker. There's some uh, there's there's some interesting <laughs> photos on Google. You don't <laughs> dig too deep. And it's only him. Everyone else is fine. Just him. Just him. <laughs> well, we're going to go look at these monstrosities while we do a quick little commercial break. <laughs> Then we'll come right back. Be right back. Love you. Bye. When exploring the forest and foraging for mushrooms, it can be extremely difficult to tell whether a mushroom is poisonous, safe to consume, or part of a fairy ring that will end up trapping you in the fey realm forever. So before you go harvesting these adorable little fungi, and you know, possibly becoming a face servant for the rest of your life, you should head over to Skillshare. Skillshare has thousands of hands-on creative classes you can explore for pretty much anything, from mushroom hunting to making a hearty forged forest stew, or even painting an adorable mushroom, Skillshare has it all. They also have a collection of teachers who are experts, pros, and industry icons, and they are all excited to share their wisdom, experience, and trusted techniques with you so you can learn from creators all around the world right in the comfort of your own home. And whether you're a beginner or pro, looking for a new hobby, or wanting to take your creative career to the next level, Skillshare has the inspiration and classes to help you accomplish your goals. Plus, our listeners who sign up get a free one month trial of Skillshare. So what are you waiting for? Join Skillshare today by going to Skillshare.com eqcm.net slash alluring or go to our website alluring.com slash sponsors and click on the Skillshare banner. Again, that's skillshare.eqcm.net slash alluring or go to our website alluring.com slash sponsors and click on our Skillshare banner to get that one month free trial of Skillshare today. Welcome back, campers. We hope you enjoyed that little break. Uh, we are now going to talk about the appearance and the history of the Yule Lads. So, appearance-wise, the Yule Lads all look like ugly and unpleasant humanoid creatures about the size of a human child. Um, all of them seem to have a large round nose, pale skin, bushy white eyebrows, and are known to wear colorful costumes and sometimes a red winter cap. So think of, like... Classic Santa, classic Christmassy gnome fits. Mm -hmm. um, though very similar from one another, there are some differences. The first is a majority of them are known to sport a white full beard that's very disheveled. Um, there are some minor things that make it so you can spot out who is who in a crowd. Um, <laughs> the most notable is Mr. Sheep Dude has a pair of wooden legs and it's not like a single peg leg situation it's like all the way up two legs uh -oh. like 
yeah. kind of situation. Um, the next is window peeper, and it has a pair of thick glasses, you know, to see through those windows. And then door sniffer has the largest nose, and <sighs> stubby is the shortest of them all. So, to this day, it seems people get more descriptive of the Yule Tide Brothers' possible appearance and continue to add minor features to have them stand out. So, it's each story, they seem to add, like, a little bit more to each character. Like, soon Spoonlicker gets, like, a really crazy tongue. But mm-hmm. it just depends the stories you read. So, now, um, though they're similar in appearance, they all have their quirks and their tricks they like to pull. So to better understand their personalities, and if they're truly good or evil, let's go through this handy-dandy list of different mischievous acts they perform. Uh, do you want to popcorn this one as well? There's a lot of popcorning, because there's a sure, lot of people yeah. in this little legend. Um, you can go first. Uh, so, Sheep Coat Claude, he tries to suckle ewes from farmer's sheep shades. Sheds. Sheds. Yeah. Say that five yeah. times fast. <laughs> shepherd sheep sheds. Shepherd sheep sheds. Shepherd sheep sheds. Shepherd sheep sheds. Uh, he steals from his bucket of cow milk. And from that, what I yeah, like the foam off the top of the milk, which is like is that even good? Oh, I yeah, like, I think that's what buttermilk is. Oh, oh man. Yeah. Oh, the countryside of my family is really disappointed in me right now, and I can feel it. I should know that. I don't know. I mean, but... I'm not like 100% sure, but I'm pretty sure. Well, this is what happens when you can only stomach goat, not goat milk, oat milk, <laughs> tomatoes, mm. tomatoes. <laughs> um, the next is Stubby. He's short and steals food from frying pans. Uh, spoon liquor. Um, I'm just going to let you take it. <laughs> listener, just you can imagine what he does. I don't need to tell you. And the next is pot scraper or pot liquor. And again, that one's a little straightforward for y'all. Yeah. Uh, we have bowl liquor. <laughs> um, apparently, um, back in the day, they used to store bowls like under their beds. I don't know if that was like to keep it cool or like warm. But so he would specifically steal bowls from under people's beds. <laughs> so they could have a midnight snack. <laughs> Kind of gross. If you forget there's a bowl under your bed, Ugh. imagine you get bed bugs in it. <laughs> you know, sometimes change is good. It's yeah. really what it is. Uh, the next is door slammer. He stomps around and slams doors, keeping everyone awake. Mm-hmm. A skier gobbler. He eats up all the Icelandic yogurt sausage, which um don't really know what that is, but um. Sounds good. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. I looked it, it up. Just It's literally just like an Icelandic yogurt. Oh. Uh-huh. I was like, it sounds like it would clog my arteries, but I would be yeah. all for it. Um, the next is Swiper. Not from Dora the Explorer, but he, this one, loves to steal some sausages. And he's just called Swiper? Swiper, no swiping. Uh, we have window peeper. He likes to creep outside windows and sometimes steal the stuff he sees inside. That's not even like quirky. That's just breaking and entering. <laughs> That's the middle <laughs> sibling. Like, oh, we like lick spoons. He's like, I um, stalk and rob people. <laughs> like, oh. 
uh, I steal things. Oh, and they're okay. like, oh, yeah. oh, okay. It's like, you know, don't don't leave out your precious heirlooms, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, the next is door sniffer. Um, he has a huge nose and an instability instable appetite for insatiable oh my goodness insatiable appetite for stolen baked goods so don't we all he sniffs the door because he smells the goodies inside it's like shit that smells good (laughs) (laughs) i'd be so sick of all these people if i lived in this town i would move Of meat hook he snatches up any meat left out specifically smoked lamb Oh, and then finally we got Candle Beggar. He steals candles which are used to be which used to be a sought out sought after item in Iceland because there's not a lot of light. Yeah. During the winter season in the location. But fair enough. Man, I just think they all sound annoying. <laughs> like I would be so so annoyed. I think me and Spoon Liquor would get along pretty well. If if you had to, if there was one of those you feel you relate to the most, is is it going to be Spoon Liquor? Is that your go-to? Mm, probably Sheet Coat Claude. <laughs> I, too, like it right from the source. Stop it right. <laughs> wow. Man, I was going to go Candle Beggar because I, I really like candles, <laughs> but you really took that a whole different route. <laughs> Can you put that on your dating profile? <laughs> yeah, I like milk from the source. <laughs> um, just a little, little winky face. Much like Sheep Coat Claude. <laughs> I also yeah. like it straight from the source. Call me Sheep Coat Claude the way I be getting that milk. How you feel when I make the horchata jokes? <laughs> <laughs> so, now that we're, we're uncomfortable, I'm going to move on overall. It's safe to say that a majority of the Yule ads are more annoying than anything. It up. <laughs> what they think is a playful, harmless holiday prank is actually a major nuisance to those just trying to get through the cold winter months. Once again, breaking and entering, not a harmless prank. That's <laughs> literally, that's a felony. <laughs> Here's the question. Is it really breaking and entering if they know exactly who it is and yeah. when it's going to happen? Fair. And all the old people like to be like, you know how like there's all these like young YouTubers who are like, it's a prank, bro. After they do like a felony, and all these old people are like, back in my day, we never did that. Well, this is from 1746, and they were saying it's a prank, bro. So apparently, it's not us. You yeah. know, people have been saying it's just a prank, bro, for a long time. Well, to be fair, like this generation just has a video camera when they do this stuff. Yeah, the Yule lads for sure would film themselves. Oh, they'd have, oh, they'd have a safe house and film themselves. Be huge on TikTok. <laughs> they have one of the what is it? One of the streamer homes where it's a yeah. huge house, but all it mm-hmm. has is like some air mattresses and lights. You know yeah. what I mean? Like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sup, Chad, at Sheep Coat. Today I'm going to go suckle on some goat titties. And then just fucking... His catchphrase is... Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. The, the 
the modern Why YouTubers. Keep flagging my content. <laughs> and then it will be like a thumbnail of him like drinking straight from the goat, you know? Oh, <laughs> He's Keep getting flagged, you guys. <laughs> um, so, of course, the older tales of the Yule Lads make it seem like they are more sinister if they're pranks. But nowadays, these trolls are actually more of a uh, more of a kind, der gift-giving spirit with just a side of troublemaking. So, we've definitely shifted. I feel like, and again, this is like, what I'm telling you, what they do is what's we interpret now and it it was banned so this could have been way worse you know what i mean yeah. um i can't even imagine with the sheep dude that's the one that i really really worries me yeah have some issues <laughs> yeah him him and window beeper got all gotta figure it out <laughs> all right so now on to some fun facts about these <laughs> these guys so the yuletide brothers aren't the only ones known to cause some chaos during the holiday season there's actually a few other family members that find their way down the mountain during the winter so the first is the most famous one which is the one and only gyra gyra is the yulad's mother and is known as a monster monstrous female giant that eats naughty children by brewing them in a stew and slurping them up so originally, she was the star of the show, but as time went on, people wanted something less terrifying around the holiday season. So soon uh-huh. after the ban of the gruesome Yuletide lads, it seemed that Gyra and her child-eating ways retired to make room for new and improved Yule lads and their gift-giving deeds. Even though the legends of Gyra seem to fade into the snowy mountains, many believe she is still around. Some say that she is either turned a new corner and no longer eats children or that she really hasn't changed her ways and is known to eat the naughty children the Yule Lads sneak back home. So it's giving very that senile, like if you have like a loved one in your family that gets really old and you can't change their ways. So you kind of just don't put them out in the public eye as much energy. Yeah. Like, grandma's still there, but, you know, we don't got to bring her to Walmart anymore. <laughs> yeah, I feel like Grandpa talks about the war and has very harsh yeah. harsh yeah. judgment on groups of people, mm-hmm. so we don't yeah. bring him out of the house as much as we leave her, Leave her in the mountains. <laughs> yeah. So that's the energy I get from this. Yeah. Um, and then the next family member that finds its way down the mountains is their pet, which is the one and only Yule Cat. Hey. So this giant kitty is much larger than the Yule Lads and is known to snack on anyone who isn't wearing nice new sweaters, gloves, or uh-huh. socks. Um, now, we both went into great detail last year about this and Tim Allen <laughs> Santa Claus movie on episode 37, A Classist Yule Cat. So if you wish to learn more about this adorable giant kitty, go check it out. Um, cause we don't got time. We're cutting it close right now. Cause I just saw how mm. far in this episode we are. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, the Yulets also have a father by the name of La Palulu. Sounds like a pasta. AKA the lazy husband. So all he is known is for having a very large nose. Nice. And stays at home all day sitting in front of the fireplace enjoying his meals that Grilla cooks. 
He never leaves the home to terrorize locals and just sits inside all winter long. That poor man just has 13 kids that he hates, and he's like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not leaving my house. He has one chair, and that's his safety in the chaos of the world. <laughs> I'm just saying, so both Girla and the dad are both, like, full-size people, right? Yeah, they're full-size giants. And then, and then all the kids are, like, dwarves. Yeah, they're, like, child-size <laughs> monsters. Grilla has some <laughs> questions to answer. Maybe. I think there might be a reason that the father doesn't talk to anyone. Just throwing it out there. <laughs> I hate that. That makes so Just saying much the next door neighbor is three feet tall. And <laughs> for some reason, he'd hang out a lot, you know. It- he was her tennis instructor, and it's just... Mr. Sunshine brings a lot of rainbows and cupcakes over, is all mm-hmm. we're saying. Is all we're saying. I'm not... I'm not... I'm not judging. Just saying, you know? He just... What is it? The, the father learned a little too late in life, and now he just has to accept mm-hmm. the fact. He'll never get yeah. that proof, either. He just sits no. there every I'm day. Pretty- yeah. He looks at the neighbor coming over, and he just looks at his children. He's like... Hmm. Oh my god damn it. these little bastards that that needs to be a story on its own mm-hmm. <laughs> all right so no i have no good way to transition from that that's <laughs> that we really went off the rocks um so every holiday creature seems to have a purpose to their story uh, so we're completely changing is what's happening. Mm-hmm. So whether it's the Grinch teaching us to show there is more to the holidays than just gifts or Tim Allen Santa Claus teaching us you have to murder your way into becoming a millionaire, every holiday seems to have a lesson it teaches. That being said, what is the purpose of the Yuletide lads? <laughs> it's to learn about affairs. No. So <laughs> to understand the purpose of the lads, it's important to understand more about the harsh winter season locals experience in Iceland at the time. Like we mm. talked about a bit in the Yulcat episode a while back, winter is a terribly harsh time of year for those residing in Iceland. Many retreat to the warm indoors to escape the dark and cold, harsh Icelandic winters. So as people retreat from their farms towards localized villages, the Yule lads would risk the warmth and safety of their own home to cause down and cause some chaos on the farms abandoned during the cold months. Um, and then they would go and harass the local villagers as well. The lads see the season as a way to reclaim the land that they believed is theirs. But as the days get longer and spring starts to creep in, the Yule lads run back to the mountaintops homes as local villagers find their way back on the farmland. So it gets cold, everyone goes inward, and the Yule lads come down. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> warms up, they go back to their farms, the Yule lads go up. It's just how it is. But the Yulad brothers are going to make the most of the time they have in the valley. So many of them are focused on enjoying the lovely food that has been carefully prepared throughout the winter season, from meat to porridge and even milk. All of them take time to feast on all the goodies they can get their hands on. So now we have a good understanding of the environment in Iceland during winter. We're going to jump to what the moral of the story of the Yulads is and the importance of food preservation during the harsh winter months. So, 
Without the ability to farm this time of year, it's important for everyone to take care of their animals and ration their crops. If one doesn't have enough food to survive the winter season, it's not going to be holly jolly. So some do argue that the moral of the story is to be good so the Yule Lads don't come mesh it up and you get some goodies. But this is definitely more of a modern take on the classic winter title. This story was used as a friendly reminder that if one rations and prepares for the winter season, they can enjoy it indoors, curled up next to a fire, and just have a good, good time. So this story was, again, it's more of a, like, <laughs> it gets shitty. They didn't have, like, a, a grocery store they can just go to. You know, yeah. like you had you had to plan ahead. You had to think of these things. So if you had if you had like limited meat for the winter season and Mr. Sausager comes over and snacks snags it, you know, like that sucks. Like yeah. this isn't a good time. This is very inconvenient and annoying for locals. Okay, and now now we're gonna jump again. Again, Yule Lads was kind of tricky to find things <laughs> that all relate to the story. So we I don't have as smooth as transitions for the segment as I would like. So now we in the old US of A are very familiar with St. Nick. And maybe asking yourself, isn't there just this just their version of Santa? Although Santa Claus and the Yule Lads are often mixed together. In today's Christmas traditions, there is a huge difference between the two. So, the first one is location. The Yule Lads reside in the mountains of Iceland and not the North Pole like old Santa Claus. That and the lads don't have a village of hardworking elves that make gifts all year long. They are trolls and they will only carry small little gifts such as candy, fruit, or candles to give to the good children for the year. And all the naughty children can find an old rotten potato in their shoe instead of a lump of coal. Uh, the next is how they celebrate the holiday season. Santa is holly and jolly and brings gifts the evening of December 24th for people to open on December 25th. On the other hand, the Yulas do this over the span of 13 days leading up to Christmas. But they don't just snack on some cookies and milk with each visit. They are known to cause chaos and at times even terrorize communities. So overall, these two holiday gift givers are very different, and the Yule Lads aren't just some Icelandic Santa Claus. Um, and that's, like, all I got. I was going to do a Science or the Church segment, but I feel it is quite obvious that the Yule Lads were considered demonic from the church. <laughs> And yeah. And that's it. I couldn't find anything to like go into it or any legends or lore. And yeah. I know we're cutting it close on time too. So I was like, <laughs> that's okay. I'm going to go with um, the science. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, Sweet. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Like you um, totally. So, yeah. <laughs> Ryan heard everything I just said. <laughs> Didn't tune it out at all. <laughs> so I got a very short modern take. Um, so a little fun fact, if you visit the town of Reykjavik during the holiday seasons, they actually have like an annual hunt you can do where you can go around the city trying to track down the Yule lads. 
Um, and the town actually kind of goes all out on it. It's cool. There's like a bunch of like tour guides you could take and stuff. Like some companies have like holograms that are like, like like on windows and stuff of like the OLEDs doing stuff. And then some people, as seen in the picture up there, like to like dress up and they'll hide around town with the different tour groups, um, and they'll just be doing their little quirks, you know, like licking spoons and uh, <laughs> hopefully the hopefully the wood leg guys not actually um, harassing <laughs> the sheep. Kind of goat, but um, but yeah. Um, so if you ever go visit, you know, maybe maybe go on a Yule Lad tour. I know I would like to. And the town just looks freaking beautiful. I don't even see that picture. But um, I definitely want to go. Yes. So, yeah. It looks like a, it looks like a winter postcard. It like, does, yeah. It's beautiful. And yeah. I hate the cold so much, but it looks... <laughs> So magical. So I'm very conflicted. <laughs> yeah, so the Yule Lad tradition is still very strong in um in in uh, in Iceland. Yeah. No, there I here's the thing I love about folklore <laughs> from outside the US specifically. I feel people will go really hard. For holiday celebrations. Like a whole town will get in on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, it's kind of a bummer to me. Because like I love like Halloween. I feel Halloween's like the closest we get to that. Because Christmas is very like your group of people. You know what I mean? But Halloween I feel is the only time where it's like a bunch of people. Like you don't normally interact with. Like go trick or treat. Yeah. You know? And I always really love that. Like, that's why I love festivals and stuff. But I see this and I'm like, man, I want more of this in my life. This looks so magical. <laughs> it, like This and like Krampus Fest are like really good examples of yeah. like, things where like everyone comes together and just has a party. And I'm like, that's so fun. <sighs> but now, um, don't donate to our Patreon so we can one day. <laughs> Can you go there, please? Oh my god, that's that's the goal. Is one day we can make enough from this podcast where we can go to all the places we've talked about. <laughs> one day, probably not today or anytime soon in this economy, but one day. Yeah, but one day <laughs> when we're like Grilla's husband's age. <laughs> yeah. We can go. Oh man! All right. Uh, what is it? We got. We gotta do some, some announcements. Some time for the lore report, and this is when you do the owl, the the oh. wolf. Yeah, the uh. Yeah, the yeah, the. No, that's not it. Yeah, the, uh, no, it's the. Uh... Sorry, I got festive with the chestnuts. <laughs> All right, everyone. So, y'all, it is the most wonderful time of the year, and it is upon us as we speak. And you're probably thinking exactly what I'm thinking, exactly what Ryan's thinking, with no other context at all. Which is right. You are also thinking of the 12 days of Krampus. Yeah. So, we are so excited. the soundboard so we are so excited because the 12 days of Krampus are almost upon us y'all we we have less than like what is it like 
12 days? Oh my goodness. Something like that. Wow. So there are 12, there are 12 days of Krampus and we here at Alluring want to celebrate the holiday season in our own way. So I will be mailing Ryan a handmade 12 day advent calendar filled with handmade Alluring inspired goodies. And we want to celebrate with you, our amazing listeners. We will do be doing a special giveaway on our social medias, so make sure you're following us, where you'll have a chance to win some of the goodies from the Advent Calendar. So make sure you're following us on our social channels for a chance to win. Ooh, it's going to be great this year. This is this has become. We started it last year. We're making mm-hmm. this our podcast tradition. There are podcasts that do year celebrations they do anniversary celebrations they do halloween we are shaking it up we have our yule celebration and that Mm -hmm. is what we do here at alluring and as i said in the last commercial break for our video listeners but uh, it is your last call for holiday merch from the alluring shop.com because if you're listening to this when it first came out you're cutting it close if you're listening (laughs) to it a couple days after this came out you're really cutting it close (laughs) Um, so we have a banner on our website called last call day and it's the main and it'll be on the main page. So you don't want to miss it because if you see that, it means it's time to order if you want your stuff in before Christmas. So head over to alluringshop.com and get your, get your Christmas shopping done. You know, get get someone a Krampus sweater or a Yuletide cat. We got all sorts of stuff. All sorts. Oh man. I forgot. I needed to make that banner. I'm glad I wrote that down. <laughs> All right. Woo! All right, everyone. Time for the loin alignment chart. Oh, 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 wait. That <laughs> was a shock. Yeah, I wasn't ready for that. Okay, well, um, I put mine um, between good and evil. I put it as neutral and I put it chaotic. So chaotic neutral. Yeah. Was my placement. I agree completely on the chaotic. I put good because I don't, I think they're just kind of dumb. <laughs> I don't think they did anything malicious. Except maybe, okay, I need a 13 because some of them are chaotic evil. Window peeper is evil. That's creepy <laughs> as hell. Um, most of them, though, they're just goofing off. It's like, I think the just best, point, bro. the best analogy we're using was you saying they're like a group of youtube pranksters Mm -hmm. i think that's the best analogy because there's always the ones that take it too far and the ones that don't so wherever you would put a group of like frat boy youtube pranksters is where you should put the yule maybe i'd put it a little more on the chaotic evil side (laughs) when we put it that way i'd like to change my answer move it way over to the left slide to the left um yeah no i you know that this was a little tougher because there wasn't like a lot at all <laughs> for them yeah a lot of it was just me really grasping at straws but it's a classic so we gotta talk about it mm-hmm. and it was like it was just barely too long enough to do as a lost tapes episode so i was like Ugh. yeah um so what's your uh let's do some takeaways Oh, man. Um, <laughs> get it straight from the tap will be my Daniel, take that your Tinder bio. 
suckling right on them, you know? <laughs> It'll work, trust me, boys. Um, <laughs> and ladies. Yeah, <laughs> whatever, ladies. Whatever sheep you're into. <laughs> if you want to strip from the tap, ladies, you take it. I'm not here to judge. Um... <laughs> Damn, that was a good one. Uh, was mine good. was, mine was, it's just a prank, bros. Come on. <laughs> Come on. It's just a prank, bro. It's just a prank, bro. I know I broke into your house and stole, like, the food that you were going to feed your family with this winter, but come on. Yeah, it's just a prank. Uh, it's make, just a prank. Make sure you like and subscribe to my yeah. channel. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, and also, the Yuletide's mom is definitely a cheating. She had at least 13 affairs. Unless unless she had them all at the same time. Can you imagine if there was just <laughs> she lives next to the seven dwarfs? Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's actually what happened. <laughs> it's a result Fuck. of the seven. Oh, I have a really good meme idea, but it's very inappropriate. We can put it on our Discord. <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna make it afterwards. Okay, make it. I'll put it on our Discord channel. I I can only imagine, man. Uh, I want to make some great Yuletide adultery shirts. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's, let's let's get out of here. Yeah, let's get out of here. Um, thank you all so much for listening. This has been alluring. Uh, make sure to keep an eye on your dwarf neighbor. <laughs> And we'll catch you in the next episode. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Oh, that's pretty great. Oh, man. And that's all for this episode of Alluring. Thank you for taking a seat around the campfire and listening. If you want more Alluring, go check out our website, Alluring.com. That's A-L-O-R-E-I-N-G.com. You can also find us on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Discord. If you have any questions, folklore, cryptid sightings, or urban legend you would like us to discuss, email us at alluring at gmail.com. If you like this show, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. It's the best way to help support us and spread the word. Special thanks to Lane Hammonds for our music. If you'd like to show your support and have access to bonus content not posted anywhere else, visit our Patreon page today at patreon.com slash alluring and help us keep the firewood burning. Bye-bye now.